Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Freeze and Real Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget, along with my husband, Chris. Weekly, we talk about being parents, what happened that week. It's basically our therapy session to vent out everything that we went through. We are boy parents. We have three boys, Enzo, Rhett, and Arlo. And if you'd like to get to know us a little bit better, you can check out our website, freezermilk.com, or follow us on Instagram, freezermilkpodcast. We also have YouTube and TikTok, freezermilk. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome back. Happy Monday. Yeah, it is Monday, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. It has been. I think we last... uh... Was it October 18, maybe? Yeah. Been a whirlwind. Over two weeks. Are we older? Are we grayer? Yes. Struggle's real. Yeah. I think we're finally starting to get our bearings back and trying to get back into our normal routine. Yeah. So both kids uh, got really sick. Yeah dive into that mm-hmm. so we left off and Arlo had had a stomach virus um, and went to the ER for that and low blood sugar and he got over that but the following weekend um, literally the very next weekend Rat Holden was breathing really fast and had a really high temperature it was like what 103.5 yep. um and he was breathing really, really fast. And he'd been coughing. And he'd had, like, a, a runny nose. So, we took him. Didn't we take him to urgent care first? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think I took him to, yeah, urgent care first. <clears throat> and they had recommended, at that point, to probably take him into the ER just to get checked out because of his respirations. Because they couldn't, like, give him oxygen or anything like that at urgent care if he needed it. So we go to the ER and he tested positive for RSV, which he got at daycare, which is also known as AKA the daycare virus. Yeah. It's very common. Statistically, like most kids have it before they turn two. And most kids don't show that severe of symptoms. Yeah. Um, he also was positive for croup at that time. So, uh, he was having like two different viruses going on. So, croup is definitely, like, more throat-related, whereas RSV is more, like, lungs, yeah, everything else, lungs, nose, all of it. Um, So, we knew, like, there's no way we're going to be able to not have the rest of us get this, because RSV is highly contagious, um, and there's no way to, like, quarantine a -a two-and-a-half-year-old. Away from... No, I mean, he was literally in my face, coughing in my face for a week. Yeah. There's no way to quarantine a two and a half year old away from, like, ourselves, but also from his younger brother. So that was kind of weighing in the back of our mind. Um, Monday, so Sunday, 
Monday, he started to nap a lot on Monday. Like he was sleeping a lot. Tuesday, um, and Monday he was still kind of himself. Tuesday he started to kind of go downhill from like a, he stopped eating Tuesday after breakfast. He didn't really want anything more to eat. Um, getting liquids down became more of a challenge for him. And he just started sleeping even more on Tuesday. On Wednesday, he slept 20 hours combined total out of 24. On me. Yes. Like, just could not stay awake. Eyes would roll back and he'd pass out. Like, exhausted. Every time he would wake up, you were forcing him to, like, take a couple sips of fluids. But he wasn't, he wasn't staying awake. And you and I, at that point, I think I had said to you, like, I'm kind of worried. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is quite normal. But we're still also trying to balance that with, like, his body's fighting two viruses and it probably just needs its rest. But we kept going back and forth, like, something might not be right here. So we had a, a telemed call with a, a physician's assistant because it was, like, after hours. And we were debating, do I take him to the ER? Do I take him to urgent care? Do we talk to telemed? We call telemed and talk to them. Um, and I feel like they gave us a little bit of a peace of mind as far as they were like, don't love the lethargia that he's showing. Understand like he is fighting two viruses. Um, dehydration, skin test, and like capillary refill, he was passing at that point. Like barely, but he was still passing it. Um, and so he was like, look, if tomorrow he doesn't turn a corner, y'all need to take him in and get him looked at. Because something's not going right. And he was still fevering at that point, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the one thing. We couldn't get him to... We couldn't control his fevers. Like, we'd give him Motrin or Tylenol, and they wouldn't increase on Motrin or Tylenol. They just... Wouldn't decrease. Yeah, and they won't always decrease on Motrin or Tylenol, but he'd had fevers since, like, Sunday at this point. Yeah. There's quite a significant amount of days of fevers. So, we went to bed that night, and we got up the next morning. You want to talk about what happened? Yeah, he just wasn't, he wasn't in. You've been sleeping in his room all week, too. Yeah, I've been sleeping on the floor in his room. Um, And in the middle of the night, he kind of, he scared me a little bit. And he didn't, he just wouldn't wake up. Like, I had trouble getting him out, like, getting him up, getting him moving. So I finally just, I think I text you. Yeah, because I was sleeping in the baby's room. You were sleeping in the baby's room. The baby was starting to cough a lot. Yeah, and I so I said, uh, I said, you know what, I think we need to take Red into the because it wasn't good. I mean, he was he was very lethar- very lethargic. He wouldn't get up. He was just... I mean, it's not him. You know, it's not his normal self. I think self. it he, said you, like, got him out of the crib and tried to stand him up, and he kind of just crumbled. Yeah, he just crumbled, and I, you know, I was like, no. And you, like, sat him up, and he kind of just flopped over. Like yeah, because in the middle of the night, he got up, and he was coughing and not feeling well, so I had him lay with me when, on the floor. Yeah. Um, And he just was... He, he was very... He wouldn't even talk. Like, he would whisper... Yeah. You remember that? That was like the weirdest thing in the world. He didn't have enough energy to make sound. Yeah, so he would just like blow air. Uh-huh. So I finally just texted you and I was like, hey. I think we need to take him in. We need to take him in. So I was like, okay. So I was like, let me get up. Let me eat breakfast. Pack an ER go bag. Because I assume like we'll probably go to the ER. Maybe they'll give him a little bit of fluids and like send us home. You know, I thought I'd be there for, like, three or four hours. And we have an amazing ER out here. Yeah. Like, I love this ER. I love that we have good health care. Shout out to uh, Inova Loudon. 
pediatric ER and pediatric unit in general. Y'all are amazing. So, I go ahead and I pack up. I take him to the ER. I walk him in. And he's, like, still kind of, like, a little bit of energy. Like, he he kind of, like, spruced he, up a bit in the car. Yeah. Got a second wind. Um, so he was kind of, like, you know, looking at all the stuff in the ER. Because they have a kid's waiting area that has, like, a bunch of, like, cool paintings on the wall. Basically murals. And we go back. And we, like, sit down on a stretcher. And he is white as a ghost. Like, the dude is just white. Um, and they come in and they kind of look at him. And they listen to him. And they're like, can we get a blood sugar? So take his blood sugar. And he was like, low, low. And they're like, oh. He's pretty low. They're like, um, when did he last eat? They're like, we need to do blood work. Like, now. So, they put an IV in him. That was really traumatic. They're great at, like, they're great at what they do. Like, they had it down to science. They, like, wrap them up like a burrito, aside from one arm. So, like, they don't they have can't their, move. They don't have the ability to, like, get their other arm out and, like, swat away or anything. And they, like, three people hold the child. Like, it was terrible, but they were very good at what they do. And, uh, his blood work came back. The kid was in, like, metabolic acidosis. So, like, his body was trying to, like, shut down functions. He was severely dehydrated. Um on like a metabolic level like his his every all of his numbers were really bad um and at this point my aunt denise had come down and like i can't i can't say enough how grateful we are for her yeah she's you know older she's in the the at-risk age group it's the more mature people and the the young young children and she's in one of those at-risk age groups. Um, and she looked up RSV and made her own decisions about coming down to help out. And said, like, yeah, she was going to risk it and come help and be there for us. So she got to our house. <coughs> and you came to the ER. Yeah. Or did you come with Arlo? I don't even remember. No, I came. <clears throat> I just came down to swap out with you. Yeah. So you came down. Because they told us that they were admitting him. Yeah. Um... And they said they had to admit him. Like, his numbers were really not good. He needed lots of stuff to help him, um, like, IV-wise. But, like, RSV, not, it wasn't really, like, no respiratory issues. His lungs were clear. His cough was really bad from the croup in his throat. But his major issue was, like, severe dehydration, metabolic acidosis, um, organs not wanting to participate because of his body struggling. So... He got admitted Thursday. Yep, that was Thursday. So he got admitted Thursday. At that point, we'd also made the decision. Um, Denise was like, why don't you guys get Arlo checked out officially? Because he's, he's coughing pretty bad at this point. Um, and so we brought, we brought Arlo in to the ER also, since Rhett was going to be down there for a while before he got admitted. Um to get checked out. Oh, no, she wasn't at our house yet because you did bring Arlo with you. Oh. Yeah. She was on her way down. But she was like, you know, peace of mind. Can you get him checked too and just make sure everything's okay? Yeah. So Arlo tested positive for croup, tested positive for RSV. Um, his lungs did sound a little wheezy and crackly yeah. at the time. So they're like, hey, let's give him uh, the, you know, steroid for the RSV or for the croup. And then let's also give him uh, like a inhaler to take home. Right. So they're like, look, if he gets worse, bring him back. 
And we're like, okay. So I go home with Arlo. You go with Rhett for all the admitting process, get him up to the room, hang out with him. Um, and then you and I switch. He wasn't really hanging out. He just passed out on top of me with an IV in his arm. Pretty much. Yeah. He had a popsicle. He, well, yeah. But yes, otherwise passed out. <clears throat> so at that point, Denise was down here. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go switch with Cree for the overnight. I'll, I'll go stay overnight in the hospital, all that. Because it's a very uncomfortable chair slash slide. Yeah. Slide, yeah. <laughs> this chair, like, doesn't go flat. Like, it pulls out into, like, a very tiny, like, twin bed. But They stuff. definitely try. but They try. But it's, like, at a severe incline, the head of it. And it's leather. And it's, like, a leather. And so your pillows and everything just kind of slide down it. We're, we're, we're very much, we sleep flat on flat surface people. Yeah. We're not like the propped up on 25 pillows people. So I go home or I go to the hospital and you come home. And what happened uh, for you that night with our love? Uh, so I got home, <clears throat> I got home and, and Denise had been here uh, trying to man him. But I'm coming up the stairs and I can hear Arlo coughing because she has him up on the second floor. And I walk upstairs, and he is hysterical. His eyes are bloodshot. His face is bright red. He is. She was holding him, right? She, no, he was in his his uh, his stroller because uh. she was trying to like calm him. She's like, I guess you know he'd been like that. He'd been pretty distraught for a while. Aww. And he he's just you know got this really barky, wheezy cough, and he just can't breathe, and he's just very very sick. And uh, so I got him, I break, I get up here and I give him, I hit him with this inhaler, um, I hit him with ibuprofen, I, I, I hit him with his croup medicine that they sent home with me, a uh, steroid, and I'm like, alright, so I, I text you and I'm like, you know, Rhett, Arlo's not in good shape. And I said, what we're going to do is I'm going to sleep here with him, I'll be in his room overnight. Um, and tomorrow, depending on how he's doing, I might be bringing him back. In hindsight, I probably should have just taken him in. But I ended up sleeping in his room, like I did for Rhett, on the floor. And, you know, I'm listening to him throughout the night. I got maybe, <laughs> I got maybe 50 minutes of sleep that, that night. Um, and I'm listening to him. Wheeze, and you know, I'm what we have a we have an outlet which basically monitors pull socks and all that stuff. And I, I basically just watched that all night <laughs> and listened to him, you know. And I would and I'd watch it dip, you know, 93, 94. Um, you know, and that's those aren't great numbers, they're, they're not, not great, but they're not super, aw- super awful. Like, yeah. hey, you gotta you gotta get in. Well, so I'm listening to him bark and you know, just very uncomfortable throughout the the night and I get up the next morning and try to get him out and up and he's not in great shape at all. Like he just, he definitely got more of the respiratory yeah, um, of it. And I don't know what my final decision. So this was Friday. Yeah, that was on Friday. At this point. So you got up, he was, he got better in the morning. Like the overnight was really bad. Mm-hmm. You kept him kind of upright in the morning and stuff like that. Um, and then you and I switched out at the hospital around noon, I think it was. Yeah. Because at that point I was like, yo, I need a break. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> my overnight with Rhett Holden was he 
went to sleep kind of early because um, he'd been sleeping on and off all day. So he went to sleep at like 6.30. But he didn't and stay was, asleep. He didn't stay asleep. So then he was up at like 9. And he was up till like almost 11. And it was a struggle to get him because he was starting to, he was getting fluids now. He was starting to feel a little bit Starting better. to feel a little better. Didn't want to just pass out and go to sleep. No. Um, he was he in a was, foreign, foreign place. And he's in one of those like hospital cribs. Yeah, it wasn't that exactly. They have. Uh, and so he was very like mad about being in the crib. Um, they woke him up too. Well, so I finally got him to sleep at 11 and they would come and do his vitals every four hours and check on him, which I understand. Cause like metabolically, like the dude was real struggling. Um, but at like 3am they just done the midnight, uh, vitals. And then uh, maybe they're doing over two hours. Cause she came in at midnight and at two, maybe they're doing over two hours. They just on the 2 o'clock vitals, and he slept through it, but at 3 a.m., the nurse comes in because his IV bag was empty. <sighs> so instead of, like, quietly changing the IV bag, very, very nice lady was concerned that he was going to, like, strangle himself on IV cords because he rolls around, just like Arlo does. And so she, like... Changes the IV bag, but before she puts the new bag on, she, like, takes the cords and starts trying to straighten them out. And it tugged ever so slightly on his arm when she did that. And he woke up. And he did not see Mama right away. He saw a stranger. Mm -hmm. And shrieked. Bloody murder. Screaming. Like, at the top of his lungs. Super panicked. And I, like, pop up off of the, like... Chair thing. Chair bed slide thing that I'm laying on. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. The bro never went back to sleep until like 7 a.m. For four hours. He screamed and cried and was distraught and mad and just, just miserable. Like, it was a horrible four hours. <laughs> so he finally went back to sleep at 7 a.m. on me, on the chair. And I texted you and I was like, we got to change at some point. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. And you're like... Arlo had a horrible night. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. So we end up switching out around noon. I come home. I'm keeping an eye on Arlo and I'm like, yeah, I don't love it. It's not my favorite, but he's not getting worse. He's kind of sta stabilized where he's at right now, cough wise and all that. And then late that afternoon, you text me that Rhett was getting discharged. Yep. Because I was, I was getting ready to pack up. I think I was already packed up and I was coming back to the hospital to like spend the night yeah. and switch out with you around like five or six. Um, and the doctor discharged him yep. and was like, he's good to go. You can manage his fluids at home now. Like metabolically things have stabilized. We're a lot happier with it. Be on your way. Someone else needs the room. So I get there right as you guys get discharged. You load right in the car. We come back home and we breathe this like big sigh of relief because like it was really, really stressful. Yeah. Having him in the hospital. It was terrible. And we get home and we're like, okay, we know Arlo's still sick. Rhett is still sick. He's just at least hydrated now. Uh, my aunt Denise was like, whatever you guys need, let me know. Do you want me to stay? Do you want me to leave? And we're like, if you want to stay one more night, that would be great. Yeah. Because at this point, it's Friday. So I was like, um, I'll sleep in baby's room. I slept in her. I think I slept in Rhett's room again. Yeah. That night. Yeah, I think you did. And... 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Baby was really bad at night. Again. Uh-huh. And, like, I was like, this is terrible. Like, I'm getting up with him every, like, two hours, checking on him. He's, like, the cough was horrible sounding. And then he would do this, like, whimper. Yeah. Remember it made you cry? Yeah. Oh, it was, like, the tiniest little, like. Like, help. Help whimper. It wasn't even a cry. It was, it was because his, I think it was because his throat hurt. Yeah. And he couldn't, like, like, he couldn't make a sound. Like, his vocal cords were all screwed up. Yeah, it was it was really depressing. It was the saddest thing. It like makes me tear up thinking about it now. So we get through Saturday night, uh, or Friday night onto Saturday, and Saturday morning you and I are going back and forth, and I'm like, ah, I don't know, like his pulse ox is kind of stabilized around ninety three. It's not going lower because I was like, if it drops to eighties, like even eighty nine, we're going right now. And I was like, he's he's a chunky baby. <laughs> And so I'm, like, looking at his chest because, like, we know from Enzo, like, chest retractions, nasal flares. Like, we know what labored breathing looks like. Right. But Arlo's really chunky. And, and so, so it's hard to tell. You can't see any chest retractions happening. We see his stomach moving, but, like, stomach breathing is also normal for babies. And so we kind of go back and forth and we're like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And, like... You're like, oh my gosh, Bridget, just make up your fucking mind. Yeah, at that point, I was just annoyed. And I'm like, I don't like, I don't want to spend money on another ER visit, but I don't want to be that parent that's like, I'm not taking my kid because I don't want to spend money on it. And I was like, ah, I don't know, I don't know. Denise was like, just take him. Yeah. Have the peace of mind. Who cares about the financial aspect? Like, if you're worried, take your kid. Because I was like, maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I'm just. Well, PTSD. you also you didn't want to go. Partially. Yeah, because I was really. like, I'm so burnt at being at the hospital. Like, it's a great hospital, but like, fuck, man. Yeah. I was here Thursday, Friday. Like, yeah. now I'm going to be back here again on Saturday. So I was like, whatever. I'm just going to take him. I'll go. If he gets admitted, like, you and I can switch out. But I, at that point, didn't think he would get admitted. Yeah. I thought, like, maybe a little bit of support. Good to go. So I take him. We wait in the waiting room for a while. They're super busy in the back. A nurse comes out and he's like in the car seat and she kind of looks at him and she's like, okay, yeah, I just want to make sure he wasn't in like severe respiratory distress or anything. And I was, I didn't say anything. I just was kind of like, if he was, she would have taken us back. So maybe I am like seeing stuff that I shouldn't be like, maybe it's all in my head. Maybe I'm being hypochondriac. Maybe I'm just being paranoid. I don't know. So we take him back eventually after another like 45 minutes and they're like, strip him down, just a diaper. We want to, like, watch, watch him. 
and it's the same nurse and it's the doctor. And they they have him on the pulse ox. They have him on like full like telly for his heart and everything. Um, his pulse ox was still okay. It was like 92, 93. And they kind of like squat down and like get like eye level with like his like stomach and like body. And they start watching him and they're like, yeah, no, this kid's in like severe respiratory distress, borderline failure. They're like, he is working so hard. They're like, it's not chest retractions because you can't see it because of his chunk. But like, there's no rhythm to his breathing. Yeah, it was just more of like panting. It was point. like, like scared panting where there's no like rhythm to it. His whole body like was moving and he was like gasping, like, <laughs> like trying to get air in. Yeah. They're like, no, he's, he's, he's not good at all. They're like, uh, let's do this steroid, this nebulizer, see what happens. So they like hold this poor child down for a nebulizer. Yep, that, yeah, yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, and he passed out because he was so distraught. Yeah, so he was like screaming and crying on the nebulizer, and he straight up just passed out because he was like too distraught doing it. Um, so we ended up doing like three rounds of nebulizer, and it didn't help. It didn't help. Like he didn't improve at all. And the the doctor came back in and she kind of looked at him and was like, "I gotta do the steroids." You know, I. I this kid needs more help. Like, you guys are spending the night, at least one night, probably two. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it went quick. So I call you, and I'm like, yo, I need you. And Denise is like, I got Rhett. Don't even worry. Got this guy. By, by, the, by that time, he was kind of on the mend. He was still yeah. a little bit better. I mean, yeah. he was still weak, and he wasn't eating as much, but he was he was coming around. Had energy personality again yeah so you come up to the hospital and we're in the er for like i don't know another three hours yeah it was a long time we didn't get upstairs to a room till like almost midnight Mm -hmm. but it was because they had to keep trying nebulizer treatments and steroids and they had to monitor him down there because they didn't have a doctor on the floor i guess upstairs right well they had to stabilize him yes because he was they 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 did the nebulizer but they did another steroid too uh the dude had like three liquid steroids and then three rounds of nebulizer steroids too yeah and it was but yeah, they they flagged him as technically respiratory failure because yeah. like he was not able to like maintain on his own. Um and there's again there's no rhythm to his breathing at all. Like they listened to him and it was like full full lung, upper bronchial, lower bronchial, everything was mad and irritated and super wheezy, super struggling. And it was like so stressful to like see his little tiny body like that. Yeah. And you came to the ER and I was like, I just, I need you to hold him. Cause like I've been holding this child for five hours uh, and holding him down for nebulizer treatments. And well, you left for a little bit and then I stayed with him while they, they admitted him. Yeah. And then you came back. Cause it took a lot longer for them to admit him than it did Rhett. No, I went up on it. Cause remember I rode the. I rode, that was Rhett, that, I, with Arlo, I, I was on top of the, the, like, cart, and I was, oh, like, facing her, yeah, and I was right. like, is this weird, because you never see people looking at you, she was like, it's so strange, mm, yeah. she was like, normally, like, I see the back of their head, but you're, like, holding the baby down, yeah. you know, because we set him in the car seat at that point, because he was exhausted, it was yeah. so much past his bedtime, <laughs> but he wasn't comfortable enough to go to sleep. Right. Well, and they had just put an IV in him. They just put an IV on him. He was really mad about that, like real mad. You got to hold him down for that one. That was terrible. 
That guy was so good. The guy mm. who plays that IV. Oh yeah, he was he was efficient. Yeah, he was really good, especially because like dehydration and everything else. But yeah, so he ended up going up, um, and then we got him settled in the room, and you finally got back home at like I don't know, like one a.m. or something. Yeah. And uh, that was a super terrible night. Yeah. He didn't do very well. No. Arlo did really bad. So they were doing nebulizer treatments every two hours of respiratory therapy coming in all night long. And then on one of the off times, um, I was like asleep-ish. He's in one of those crib things. He's got his IVs. He's got his heart monitor. He got everything hooked up. And all of a sudden, the like door slams open and like five people come running in. And so I immediately, like, sit up, and they're like, his oxygen's way too low. And I was like, <laughs> right. what? Like, what? And, like, they immediately start, like, rubbing him. I would say, like, shaking, but they're, like, being aggressive aggressive yeah. to try to get him to wake up and, like, startle mm-hmm. and, like, take big breaths of inhale. Because I guess his oxygen dropped into, like, low 80s. Um, and they kind of looked at him, and, like, he they got him awake and got his oxygen level back up, but the... Because it was like the, the floor charge nurse and everything all came in. And they were like, if he does that again, he's going on oxygen. Like, that's not okay. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Whoa, okay. And they're like, get some rest. They're like, okay. Try to go back to sleep. And I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. Right. Sounds great. So then respiratory comes in an hour later. And the first, I don't know, five respiratory treatments, like basically the entire overnight, Arlo would freak out every time. And they weren't even putting a nebulizer on him. They, like, had, like, the little hose, like, blowing right in his face. Yeah, he hated it. But he would freak out, like, hysterical. Well, I mean, it was a steroid, so it got his heart rate up. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So it was just, it was, it sucked. And he would always take some time to go back to sleep. And he would, like, try to, like, stand up. Because that's his newest thing is he's, like, standing now, um, holding on to things. Yeah, he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to be confined to a crib. But he also, at home, we have, like, a mesh tent on his crib, so he's never had the experience of his hands, like, going through the railing. Yeah. And so, so he, like, tried to stand up one point, and, like, he has one arm that's, like, on a board, because it's IV'd, so he can't, like, bend the wrist at all. can't use it. Yeah. And his other arm, he, like, put through the railing, so he, like, face-planted onto the rails, and I was like, bud, please just lay down and go to sleep. He wasn't about that. So he finally goes back to sleep, and no fucking shit. They come running in again. And they're like, his heart rate's way too low. And I'm like, I can't handle this. Right. <laughs> his heart rate's low. Mine's about to explode. Like, this is so stressful. And they, like, straight up, they didn't, like, they just straight up stood him up dead asleep to get him to jolt awake and, like, get his heart pumping real hard again. Straight up stood the child up, like, held him, but, like, straight up, like, aggressively took him from laying down to standing up to get him to, like, Wah! Like, panic, you know? Yeah. And it worked, but I was just like... He's definitely not going back to sleep now. (laughs) I'm so traumatized. Like, not once, but twice. Y'all have come running in because my child was doing really bad. Like, this is horrible, guys. I was like, I I was just crying silently. Like, tears just running down my face at this point. Like, this is so stressful. Between Rhett and Arlo, like, this is really bad. So that was the first night. (laughs) So the next morning, I was like, "I need, I we we gotta switch out. I need a break. Like, I I I I need to just get away from here for a little while." Yeah. So you came and you like pulled the day shift, which is it's really hard. 
Yeah, I mean, because he's awake. I mean, he didn't sleep at all. No, you said he eventually napped on you. Yeah, he napped. So he would nap. He, I would eventually get him to pass out on me or on my arms for about forty minutes, and I only got two of those naps throughout the day. I was there for probably, I don't know, eight hours. No, it was longer than that. Ten hours. Yeah, at least. And the nurses would come in, and they were just kind of loud. I mean, it's their job at the end of the day, so yeah. they're they're louder, and you know. You got so mad at one. I of got them. mad at one of them and was like, "Look, like, can y'all be quiet?" I was like, I, "Yeah," I was like, "You guys need to be fucking quiet when you come in this room." But they finally got the hint and settled it down. But he still wasn't doing well enough, um, and they decided that they wanted to keep him another night. Which, yeah. <laughs> so we switched out at that point because I was like, I, "I stay overnight in the hospital. That's just what I do. Like, I fit this stupid chair better than you do." Yeah. Um, I'm shorter, you know, it's not a very long chair. <laughs> My feet still barely, Well, know. plus I had just, you know, I had done the day shift and... Yeah, and it's a burnout, for sure. So, at this point it's Sunday, um, we, we switch again, and Denise luckily was like, I'll stay however long you guys need, like, I'm not going anywhere. And you felt bad because you're like, Bridget, she's exhausted. Yeah. And she was like, I, I'm staying here until everybody is home and health, like home and staying home right so we switch out i go back to the hospital and the night shift nurse that had been with rhett was our night shift nurse that night and i think she felt so bad for having woken rhett up that one time um when i had been there with him and she like knew like I was exhausted, was not getting sleep, any of it. And so she was like, I'm going to put a sign on the door. Do not turn on lights when you go in this room. Please be quiet. Like, she was so sweet. Just the sweetest. Very nice, very personable. Like, so pleasant. And so that night was, at that point, he was on every four hours of nebulizer. Um... Yeah, because they had tapered him off when I was there, and they took him off some of his sensors because he was starting to do a little bit better. Yeah, so he, he switched every four hours. I think at midnight he switched every four, so they didn't come back in until around 4 a.m. And we didn't have anyone run in during the night, which was great. He got some sleep, which was like he needed it because he was so tired. Yeah. And then uh, the next morning, like, respiratory came and listened to him. The doctor came and listened to him. And he still had some wheezing, but he was like, Miles, miles and miles from where he was when he got admitted. Yeah. He's breathing with a normal pattern again. So he ended up getting discharged around... 10.30? No, it was like noon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. It's all a fucking blur. Right. I'm still trying to rebound. He got discharged. It was like noon or 1 p.m. on Monday. And we came home with him. Started to have to do nasal suctions and (sighs) nebulizers every couple hours. Yeah. We still had to do it here. Yeah, and we uh, we splurged and got, like, a nice nasal suction. That one was amazing. Right. Sucked everything out of them. Yeah, it's called the, the nose, Nosy Boo. It looks like a little bear. Highly recommended if your kids get congested by yeah. one of those things. Those things are amazing. Like, the little handheld battery one did not do daily Nothing. squat. No. The Nosy Boo, that was amazing. Love it. But, uh, so Monday, Denise left. She was starting to get sick. Yeah. With the RSV. We were sick too. We were, oh yeah. But we fought. We were. I think we were just so like adrenaline and 
whatnot that we just kind of powered through. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot. It was just, it was, it was a lot. So I, uh, I randomly made bread. <laughs> Mind you, she doesn't bake. No. Like ever. I think no. this is the first time I've ever seen her bake anything. Yep. In the six years we've been together. Yep. Enzo still talks about the time when he was two that I tried to make ninja cookies for him. Like it was like sugar cookies with like ninja uh, cookie stencils. And uh, they like the dough was too warm. And so they like spread out and like melted into like blobs. Blobs. <laughs> Enzo still talks about that from when he was two because that's how often I bake. That that's his only memory of me baking. <laughs> but I made bread. I think it was Tuesday, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was just my, I read later that it was like a form of mental rest is baking because it's like a singular focused task that, and it made sense because I, that whole time, because it was almost a week at that point, and it had been over a week since we'd taken Rhett originally to the ER, like that whole week, I just felt like I was buzzing. Like I was like being slightly electrocuted just yeah. from stress and anxiety and it just felt like like buzzing that's the only way i know how to describe it what was it like for you numbing yeah we just kind of powered through it we were we weren't running on very much sleep we hadn't had much rest we were starting to get sick because we were all we were we had the we had rsv2 granted it wasn't as bad for us yeah but it was still there um, and, and that, that second week, both of us had to go back to work. Plus, Rhett couldn't go back to daycare. Yeah. So we had both the kids and they were still sick. We were sick. We were trying to work. We were exhausted. It was just a, it was a lot, way too much for any buddy. Yeah. And that's what, like, we saw a lot of the same nurses and the same doctor on the pediatric unit. With Rhett and then with Arlo. And they were like, oh, no. Right. <laughs> like, Not again. You guys again with your other one? They're like, oh, man. And the second one was worse. Yeah. Arlo I mean, from a respiratory standpoint, that was... I think, you know, Rhett was very definitely very scary. But I think Arlo was very, very scary. Like, that was only because he's so little yeah. and so young and you, he can't really tell you anything. I mean, not that Rhett could, but... It yeah. was just, it wasn't, I mean, it was all really, really. Really scary. Yeah. I don't wish it upon anybody. Zero out of ten recommend. It was, yeah, it was, again, I think we, we aged ten years in ten days kind of thing. Like. I still have no energy. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, because it's just, you know, it's been a lot. Yeah. But, but all in all, the kids are doing a lot better now. Our lows come through. Um, again, we had a week of suctioning and um basically doing nebulizer nebulizer treatments and the i think the suctioning really helped yeah again i can't talk about that nose like they, and they say that like if you look up rsv is the, the important thing with the little ones is keeping their noses clear because yeah. that's where the infection stays and they don't know how to blow their nose yeah so they say suck their nose get all of that phlegm out of there get everything out of their nose because that's what will pull everything out so that was a big difference is the nosy boot would suck him until he was like 
dry. I mean, it like, yeah, it like sucked his brain out. But but I feel like the, because we were using like the... Little handheld that didn't do anything. Yeah, the little handheld would like suction a little bit out, but it wouldn't, you'd still see that there was like mucus in there. The nosy boo was like, no, nope. you're fully clean. Like it's a full vacuum. You're good now. Yeah. But yeah. it was... That was the, 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 the difference maker, I think. Yeah. Definitely worth its weight in gold, for sure. But, yeah, we had a couple stressful weeks, and we're bouncing <laughs> back now. We're trying to get back into a normal routine. Yeah, so thanks for listening, and uh, we appreciate you guys hanging in there. Hope you have a good week. See you later. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You can check us out at freezermilk.com or Instagram, freezermilk podcast. Until next week, guys. Thanks. Don't forget, parenting is a trip. We are all here on the journey with you together. Thanks so much for listening.